Welcome to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers, the podcast for leaders in ops management who want to spark improvement, foster engagement, and boost problem solving, and still get their day job done. Here's your host, leadership trainer, lean enthusiast, and spy thriller junkie, Jamie V. Parker. If you could take a magic wand and fix anything in the facility that you were coaching, what would you typically fix first? This is a question that Chris Burnham asked me recently when I recorded a guest spot on his Lean Leadership podcast. And in a hot second, several things went through my mind. And then I decided to answer with this. If I could wave a magic wand, I would instantly develop the capabilities and the habits of all the leaders in the plant to leverage the positive by giving effective reinforcing feedback or effective recognition feedback. Sounds simple, right? Maybe I didn't go for something bold enough. Well, ops executives and managers, let's dive into it a little bit. What is reinforcing feedback? Reinforcing feedback is when you give recognition for the helpful behaviors you would like to see repeated. This is what why it's often talked about in terms of recognition, because you're recognizing the helpful behaviors. It's when we reinforce the good stuff, right? So when we, when we do that, when we recognize the helpful behaviors, people feel good. They know what they're doing that's helpful. They know when, they're, when and how they're contributing. And then they work to do more of it. They find more ways to be helpful. And so when leaders do this from an authentic place, of course, it demonstrates both respect for people and continuous improvement, both at the same time. Now, I know I can hear it. I don't need anyone to tell me how to say thank you. I know, I know. I can hear you thinking it right now. And you're right. You know how to say thank you. You even know why you should say thank you. And you probably feel like you do it a decent amount. So why would I waste my magic wand on this? Well, because what you're doing today isn't working. What organizations are doing today isn't working. And here's how I know. First, studies show that 82%, 82% of U.S. employees say that they are not recognized enough for their contributions. So that means either you're not doing it as much as you think you are, or maybe you need to make a few tweaks and do it more effectively. And here's the other reason I know that what organizations and leaders are doing today isn't working. Because when I stand in front of a room of people and I ask this, and it doesn't matter what room it is, when I stand in front of a room of people and I ask this, have you ever yourself or have people in your organization ever expressed to you a sentiment, something to the tune of this? I do 10 things right and never hear a word. I do one thing wrong and never hear the end of it. And I look up into the room and heads are nodding, hands are going up, and people look like I'm peering into their soul. Yes, they exclaim. This is such a universal response that I know that what organizations and leaders are doing today isn't working. 
Because when 82% of U.S. employees say they're not recognized enough for their contributions, note that they didn't say, we're not, I'm not recognized enough just because, because I deserve it, because everyone gets a trophy. They said, I'm not recognized enough for my contributions. People want to be recognized, but they want to be recognized for an impact, for doing something that matters. So if we want to change this, 82%, and everybody nodding their heads. I do 10 things right and never hear a word. I do one thing wrong and never hear the end of it. Everyone nods their head and says, yes, someone in my organization has said something like that to me before. Then we have to decide to leverage the positive. Now, the biggest mistake that I see made with recognition feedback, both at the the individual level and at the organization level, is that we assume we've got it. We assume we know how to do it, that we're doing it now. We assume our leaders can do it. We assume that it's common sense because the idea seems so simple, right, that it just seems like common sense that we don't need to invest time or energy or money behind it. And this mistake means that organizations are missing out on one of the simplest, easiest skills or behaviors that leaders can learn and one that has some of the fastest return. Think about it this way. When you're trying to teach correcting feedback or productive conflict, all that stuff we talked about in the last episode, last two episodes, there's a lot to it. It's really nuanced. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of learning through failure. And the fallout of leaders learning through failure could be noticeable in any given situation, depending kind of on what level of conflict that is, right? When you mess that up, it might actually have an impact. But with reinforcing feedback, it's simple. It feels good to do. So leaders are more willing to try it. And because you're recognizing helpful behaviors, there really isn't that risk. If you mess it up, it's okay. So it's a safe place to learn. And here's the best part. When you learn this, it helps you give correcting feedback. When you do this, in addition to helping people feel valued and committed, assuming it's authentic, of course, in addition to helping people feel valued and committed, in addition to respect for people, in addition to building a people-focused culture, it also helps with getting work done. You know, I taught a virtual workshop on this topic recently, and during their first go-do exercise, because we always have these exercises where you go and do, I want you to apply it, I want you to do it in real life. So we had their very first go-do exercise, their first time practicing the skill. They came back, and we were debriefing what happened. And one person exclaimed, she's like, she offered to help on another project. The very first time this leader went out and tried to practice this skill of recognizing helpful behaviors, and the team member responded by volunteering to take on more work. True story. When you do this, you get more of the helpful behaviors, the things that have a positive impact. People are more willing to help out and give more, and it normalizes feedback. Not only does it make it easier for the leader to learn that correcting feedback, to learn that conflict stuff when it's time, But people in general are more receptive to receiving correcting feedback. So whether it's a level one simple correction or a level two pattern of behavior with that conflict ladder we talked about last week, when we make this reinforcing feedback a part of our culture and it's something that happens every day, then we normalize feedback. And feedback isn't good or bad, it's feedback. And so sometimes it's reinforcing feedback and sometimes it's correcting feedback. And so people are more willing to hear it, to accept it, and take action on it. 
when you first and also give reinforcing feedback, when you decide to leverage the positive, then feedback becomes normalized. So what do I mean with this whole framework, decide to leverage the positive? Well, decide becomes this mnemonic to help you remember. So remember, you can go to the, the show notes at processplusresults.com forward slash podcast and see an image of this. But decide becomes this mnemonic to help you remember. So D, the first D, D, define the specific behaviors and impacts. E, execute the effective feedback formula. C, connect it to your true north. I, integrate it into your everyday routines. D, deliver it in your own voice, your own authentic voice at that. And E, evaluate for next next steps. So decide are to define, execute, connect, integrate, deliver, and evaluate. And you can decide to leverage the positive as a general skill toward your vision and values. In fact, this is an amazing way to bring your core values to life, to translate values from a poster on the wall to how people behave, to what they do day in and day out. If you remember, we talked about this back with Matthew Nix in a previous episode. Too often, core values become posters on walls. And if we want them to become everyday behaviors, if we want to translate those core values into everyday behaviors, we then the decide method and model and framework is a great way to do this when you decide to leverage the positive. You can also decide to leverage the positive on a specific um, program or priority. So if you're in, integrating, let's say, tier one daily meetings, let's say that you're, you're integrating t- daily meetings into your work. Then you can go through this decide process where you define, execute, connect, integrate, deliver, evaluate. You can go through that process specifically on daily meetings as a way to um, really lead through change easier and better to make that a, a more effective integration process and one that people adapt to change more quickly and more easily. So you can look at this both from a kind of organizational level at that what is this? What, is, what does it mean from, for our core values or our vision? Um, how do I translate that? And it can also be done on any, a specific priority. You know what? I'm doing this. Well, what are the helpful behaviors that would make this go better? What, what are those helpful behaviors? Okay, let me train myself to see those. Let me give reinforcing feedback using the methods that I've learned in this process. Let me give that feedback. Let me connect it to my true north, to something, right? So it might be to a core value, or it might be to a KPI priority, or it might be to my purpose statement, whatever that might be, and integrate this into this every day. So you go through this process uh, in different ways, but it's repeatable. And then every single time you're thinking about, oh, this is a change, When it comes to this stuff, though, I'm going to tell you, I had to learn too. I used to get requests from COOs who would say that their leaders need to get better at giving feedback and stuff goes ignored or things get handled poorly and then a senior leader has to get involved and now we've spent 12 hours worth of leadership time on something that (laughs) didn't need it, right? And what I used to do is I used to teach reinforcing feedback and correcting feedback together. Because the reality is the the level one simple corrections that we talked about last week in the conflict ladder, like you, you give those using the same basic effective feedback formula as you give with reinforcing feedback. It's just that in reinforcing feedback, you're reinforcing a helpful behavior that you want to see repeated. And in correcting feedback, you're correcting an unhelpful behavior. 
So I used to teach these together because in my mind, you know, this was a skill that went together. But I stopped. Because what do you think happened? Those leaders would go back to their operations and what type of feedback do you think they give? That's right. You nailed it. Correcting feedback almost exclusively. Almost exclusively. And this is why leveraging the positive through reinforcing feedback would be my magic wand. You know, assuming authenticity, it would be both the skill and the habit of doing it. Because when presented with both, leaders were choosing correcting. And I get it. I understand why. We're operations managers. We're like trained to see the gaps and to close the gaps and to fix the problems, right? We're we're operations leaders. And especially even if we're doing a lot of problem solving, like we, I get it. That's how we've trained our brains. But because of that, we have to be more purposeful and you have to be more deliberate. As an operations executive, you can't just make the mistake of assuming people will get this, assuming it's common sense. And I can tell you, I have had COOs and VPs and executives in these types of programs who are have been highly successful. They've been very effective. They've, um, you know, developed, they, they care about people. They care about, you know, putting people first, all of that. And they go through this and they're like, oh, Mm, I could be more effective. I could do this better. And they learn something and it makes a change for them. And then it makes a change for the organization. So that is why this is my magic wand. So the great news for you, right? Let's talk about next steps. What's your one next step? The great news is that the magic wand is available to you now. So if you're an individual leader wanting to improve in this area, you can head back and listen to episodes five through eight of this podcast. You you can learn more about reinforcing feedback in those episodes. They're free. You can go and listen to them now uh, through either your favorite podcast player or by going to processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. And remember that that's episodes five through eight. If you are a leader of leaders and want to wave this magic wand to help your leadership team leverage the positive through reinforcing feedback, then schedule a call with me. We'll have a no pressure, no sales call to understand your business, what's happening now, what your vision is for the future. And if I can help, I'll let you know how. If not, then I'll point you to some different resources. So to schedule a call, just head over to processplusresults.com and click on the schedule a call button. And here's the thing for everyone, for you tuning in, all the stuff I talked about with conflict last week, the levels of conflict within the context of correcting unhelpful behaviors, you can actually reduce the amount of situations that need that and help people be more receptive when it does require it by making reinforcing feedback a part of your everyday routines. Every day, in your daily meetings, your gimbal walks, your cross-functional meetings, your casual walks around the operation, your structured problem-solving or improvement activities, integrate reinforcing feedback into your everyday routines and be amazed at how people respond. Until next time.